Jacarina from Fairfax, Vermont, also known as Scotty DeQ, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how you doing? <laughs> We have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what? What? What seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Sean Bono. It's all about the Sean Bono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate fifty-four wieners. Oh, listen, Laverne, it's a shit face. I'm shaking like a dog. Shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. And just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome aboard. You have found the Barbecue Central Show. If you're just tuning in live, thank you. You've missed the first hour. What happened? How, why did you miss that? You missed great conversations with Darren Worth from Iowa Smoky D's, with Dave Bosca from Butcher Barbecue, recapping their win and reserve grand championship take, respectively. Don't worry, you can subscribe to the show on podcasts through iTunes and Google Play and Google Podcast and any other way you get podcasts. doesn't matter. If you go to the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com, and then click on the subscribe button, that will give you a laundry list of ways to subscribe to this show through podcast. So if you can't make it to a show live on a Tuesday, which I don't know why you couldn't, but if you can't, You can subscribe to the podcast, and you will automatically be alerted. Here's the benefit. Sign up once. Hit subscribe. You will automatically be alerted when there's new shows out. It will follow you around and always let you know so you'd never miss. Or if you watch the show live and you found an interview or guest or comment or rant specifically entertaining, you can always go back specifically to that point and watch and rewatch and rewatch. Share it to a friend. That dovetails nicely into the social part. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at BBQ Central Show, on Twitter at BBQ Central Show, Facebook, of course, slash BBQ Central Show. There is a theme here. You know, when you make a mistake, sorry, let me do this first. Still to come on this show, let me promote properly. Ed Gash, American Royal Invitational winner. Coming up, bunch of swines in about uh, 10 minutes from now. And again, follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram and Twitter. A promotional note, next week I am going to launch a Bubba Burger giveaway contest via Instagram. So as I have just pounded you with promotion, be sure because you're going to have to follow me on Instagram in order to take part. At BBQ Central Show, I have good content. It's not BS. I'm not one of those reposting accounts. I mean, I might repost a really cool video, but it's not just a repost account like some of these other bags. 
It's a real account with real good content. And I try and bring value to my subs. So hit it up. You can have a chance at winning a Bubba Burger hat, a Bubba Burger cooking apron, and a Bubba Burger shirt, your choice in color, white or red. And then I'll keep the one that you don't want. And don't worry, podcast listeners, as you're listening to me here right now. Why? Because the thing is going to run like a whole week and everybody gets a shot. It's not just for live listeners. So podcast listeners, as you always curse me and send me dirty emails when we do the live shows, when we're doing porn star or athlete or cheese or font, winery or rehab, those are great classic games of the show. You don't get to take part in winning anything when we do that because it's live. Podcast listeners, you are in. So be sure to start following me. And next Tuesday, I will go ahead. And announce the Bubba Burger giveaway contest. It'll be very simple. It's basically trying to get me likes and followers. But I want to give you some free stuff too, right? Sure. Why not? So when you make a mistake, what do I always say? Get out in front of it. Own it. Move on. That's what I'm going to do right now. Last week... I had Jason Cole on the show talking about the KCBS World Invitational Barbecue Championship. Now, we can go on and on about is this an invitational, and I think my embedded correspondent from Tennessee, Steve Ray, made a tremendous point at the end of last month. Believe it or not, embedded correspondent segment coming up next week. It's already at the end of the month. My audio isn't messed up. That has to be on somebody else's side. It's recording perfectly. So just suffer through it, refresh, or do something that you do, and it will sound really good on the podcast. Don't worry. I promise it will sound good. Anyway, we're already at the end of September, so next week will be the Barbecue Central Show Embedded Correspondence segment. What was I talking about? Oh, so Steve said, this isn't an invitational. King of the Smoker is invitational. and You have to get an invite to be an invitational. The American Royal Invitational or this new KCBS World Invitational Barbecue Championship isn't an invitational. It's a qualifier. Now, we can continue to debate on that all we want. But nevertheless... I had Jason Cole on. We were talking about the KCBS World Invitational Barbecue Championship, and I introduced him as a first-timer to the show and then asked him to give us some of his background since it was his first time on the show, except this is where I own it. It was not. Andrew, you are not the It was not his first time on the show. Jason made his debut at the end of last year when he came on the show to talk about his desire to get on what? The KCBS board. (laughs) And also laid out his platform for us. So let me apologize to Jason for introing him as a first-time guest. Clearly he was not. 
Not sure how I mess it up. I'm usually really good at making sure I know who's been on the show before, especially if it's been less than a year. I'm not sure why Jason didn't decide to call me out right then and there. That would have been tremendous. First timer of the show, uh, Jason Cole. Hey, uh, Greg, this is my second time on the show. Thanks. Remember when you had me on end of the year, we were talking about KCBS? Then you're going to force me into either lying or saying, uh, no, I don't remember that. I don't. <laughs> Sound like a demon with a throat issue. Wow. We're going to do it live. This is why we do it live. This is why. People that are in the podcast right now have no idea what's going on because their recording is pristine. You know what? I think I just might cancel the live show and go all podcast from now on. That's what I think. That's what I think. So anyway, Jason, apologize. I know I sent you a couple emails apologizing as well. Didn't hear back, so I don't know if I've offended you. Certainly not my intention. But, you know, for being honest, I didn't get any emails back from Jason after I got him elected to the KCBS Board of Directors. (laughs) Maybe we're even. I don't know. I don't know if you saw this in the news. In the headline from TheGuardian.com. Miraculous. Missouri boy survives after falling headfirst onto a meat skewer. A 10-year-old Missouri boy recovering after he was attacked by insects and tumbled from a tree, landing on a meat skewer that penetrated his skull from his face to the back of his head. But miraculously, that's where Xavier Cunningham's bad luck ended. The skewer had completely missed the eye, brain, spinal cord, major blood vessels, the Kansas City Star reported. Cunningham's harrowing experience began Saturday afternoon when Yellow Jackets attacked him. About 35 miles south of Kansas City, he fell onto the ground, and his mother, Gabriel uh, Gabrielle Miller, ran down the stairs when she heard screaming. His skull was pierced from front to back with a half-foot skewer sticking out of his face. Miller tried to reassure her son, who told her, I'm dying, Mom, as they rushed to the hospital. He eventually was transferred to the University of Kansas, where endovascular neurosurgery director Koji Ebersol evaluated the wound and said you couldn't draw it up any better. It was a one in a million for it to pass through six inches, the front to back, without hitting any of the major arteries, blood vessels, or organs. I've not seen anything passed to that depth in a situation that was survivable, let alone one where we think the recovery will be near, if not totally complete. Congratulations! You've stabbed yourself inadvertently in the face with a meat skewer and come out on the other side basically unscathed. Wow. That's tremendous. American Royal Invitational winner Ed Gash coming up out of the break. I want to talk to you quickly about Traeger Grills. Behind every great meal is a great grill, but not just any grill. A Traeger Grill. And the Timberline is Traeger's most advanced grill yet. It allows you to grill, smoke, bake, roast, braise, and barbecue like a pro no matter what your level, thanks to the incredible wood fire taste. 
Seriously, you don't know flavor till you're cooking with it. Traeger grills use all-natural hardwood pellets as fuel, so you're literally cooking with flavor. From low and slow smoked ribs to a seared steak, even a baked apple pie, Traegers can handle it all. And the Traeger Timberline makes it even easier thanks to the Wi-Fi capability. You can check your cooks, kick up temperatures, and set custom cook cycles anytime, anywhere, all right from your phone on the Traeger Grill app. In fact, I need to go check out my brisket right now. Just kidding. Find one at your local Traeger dealer or check them out on the interwebs at TraegerGrills.com. Want to beef up that barbecue game of yours? A little lackluster, is it? Try your Traeger shop class. It's going coast to coast right now, bringing barbecue knowledge and amazing wood-fired foods everywhere they go. Taught by professional pitmasters, you'll take home all the skills you need to reach barbecue glory. Find a shop class near you and sign up today, TraegerGrills.com slash shop class. That's TraegerGrills.com. Dot com slash shop class. Also, congratulations to all the great folks over Traeger Grills for a great, wonderful, beautiful cooker and performance at the American One. All right, let me dial up Ed Gash and... I will see you on the other side. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. Giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue. A man actually named Meathead. The author of a barbecue bible. Bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Hey, Smoking with Smithfield Committed Cooks. Make sure to head to smokingwithsmithfield.com and report your first place wins to claim your prizes. Was hoping to get an update to the American Royal Pork Loin Ancillary category, but that will have to wait till next week with uh, Belinda from Smithfield, who will reschedule. Don't forget to sign up for the Smithfield Classic, Richmond, Virginia, uh, next week, I believe, September 29th. To sign up, reach out to Jesse with Big Papa Smokers. That's Jesse, J-E-S-S-I-E, at BigPapaSmokers.com. J-E-S-S-I-E at BigPapaSmokers.com. All right, the American Royals this past weekend, as we know, two of the biggest competitions each year are now in the books. And this past weekend was one for the history books. I don't know the last time I really thought a non-American team had a legit shot at winning the American Royal Invitational, but it should have been this weekend because the history books and the record books changed forever as Bunch of Swines won the Grand Championship and brought it back home with them to England. So let's head to the Traeger Grills hotline and welcome pitmaster of Bunch of Swines barbecue team, first-timer to the show, Ed Gash. Joining me, Ed, how are you, buddy? 
Yeah, I'm great, Greg. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous. I appreciate you joining me here on the show. <clears throat> and let's let's be honest, contest aside, let me tell everybody, in case you forgot, England is six hours ahead of me. Cleveland is Eastern time. It's like 4.15 in the morning, and Ed has knuckled up doing this interview live. This might be a bigger achievement than winning the Invitational, Ed, right? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of the show, so uh, you know, it's uh, great to get an invite to come on. And like I said, uh, yeah, when we talked uh, at the weekend, you know, it's uh, I'll make the effort. Well, I certainly appreciate the effort. Uh, few probably would actually make that effort, but that's why Ed is a champion. So uh, let's start at the beginning here, Ed. How much, um, or, or I guess, how did bunch of swines qualify to get to the royal this year? Um. I can't remember exactly which contest it was, but um, I mean, we you know, we won a contest or we won a few contests last year. Uh, I think it would have probably been the, the Ruhrpott contest in Germany, um, which is one of the biggest ones in Europe every year. So um, that that sort of got us our spot to qualify for this year. And um, and yeah, you know, we're, we're already you know, before going to the Royal, we were already qualified for next year. So. Uh, so, yeah, you know, we always, we always have a good time in Kansas. And when you guys show up, like, what's the logistics like for you? I mean, people that are coming from Florida or Massachusetts or Seattle, Washington, think that they're in kind of for a logistical nightmare, but it's got to be a whole new layer of uh, potential trials and tribulations coming from a different country. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we've done this contest a few times, or we've competed in the States a few times. So we, we've sort of got it down to, you know, we know what we need to do on what day. We normally get into Kansas City on Wednesday um, and just go shopping all day, you know, buying everything that we need, whether it be like coolers, Cambros, you know, Walmart shopping and, you know, all those kinds of things, get that all done. Um, and then, you know, sort of party, meet up with friends, uh, that kind of thing. You know, we, we have everything ordered in advance. So, you know, being able to use like, you know, Snake River Farms to deliver briskets to the hotel room and, you know, Casey competition meets, they sorted out everything else for us. And that was all pick up on site. So it, it wasn't, it wasn't that difficult. Um, but you know, that's because we, we, we've done it in the past where it's been a lot harder. How many times are you into the American Royal now? Uh, this was our sixth time. Wow. Six times in a row. Yeah, uh, we actually missed it last year um, only because um, uh, my, my wife, she actually ended up having knee surgery on the day of the Invitational last year because uh, she uh, tore, tore the cartilage up. Are you guys like normal jet setters or when you get in Wednesday, do you have to contend with, is it jet lag coming back or going in one direction? I mean, do you have to contend with any of the sleep stuff because of the time zone changes? Um, yeah, I mean, I... Mean, I I travel enough, yeah. You know, I've, oh, I've traveled enough with work uh, over to the US, so I sort of have a, a routine of how to deal with the jet lag when you get in. Um, you know, it's, you just wake up early and you get tired later on. But you know, if you um, just keep on going, it's uh, you know, it sort of balances itself out by the end of the week. Yeah, I've always heard to battle any type of jet lag is you know, whenever you get to wherever it is you are. You have to stay up like a complete 24 hours in order to reset that clock. Do you try that at all, or you just find a second wind and you're able to muscle through until you really got to go to bed? No, I mean, I, I always say that you need to sort of stay up to, you know, for us from coming from Europe over to the States, you need to stay up till, you know, 10 o'clock, you know, have dinner at 10 o'clock at night, 
because otherwise you wake up at like three in the morning when it's you know long past breakfast time back home and um and yeah then then it's actually much easier because you know, you're not being woken up by hungry and also you yeah, have a few beers that, that always helps always helps no doubt about it ed gas joining me here on the show talking about the big win at the american royal invitational this past weekend Ed, from a cooker's standpoint, obviously that's something that you're not putting on the plane and taking over with you. Um, from my research, it looked like you guys are pretty big devotees of can cookers. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, we were really lucky that um, yeah, Tim and Terry from from Gateway, uh, Gateway Drum Smokers, sort of helped us out with uh, borrowing, you know, bringing over uh, extra cans for us to cook on. Is that what you cook on at home? Yeah, Gateway specifically, or is it a different kind of? drum cook no 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 we've, we've got gateways at home so you know we imported what four of them about three years ago and uh you know we've been cooking on those ever since would you have liked to have taken yours over if you had the opportunity or is a can is a can is a can and it doesn't really matter as long as you know how to work it um i, I mean to some extent a can's a can or with the gateways you know they all they all behave quite you know quite similar um but yeah, I mean, it's always you know, with your own stuff, you you know it a bit better, um, so you know any any sort of quirks about the cooker. But um, as long as it's hot, you know it's cooking. You know, if things are if it's going a bit too hot, you just shorten the time you're doing something. You know, you just adjust with it. And how do you feel the cook went for you on the invitational side? Did it feel? You know, I always ask this question. I mean, it's a, it's a stupid question, but I always wonder. In this type of a setup, it's the invitational, it's what most cooks consider to be the best of the best going head-to-head. Very few opportunities during the year, whether it's here in the States or abroad, that you get this kind of collection of cooks together to see who's going to reign supreme. At the end of the day, do you feel extra special or anything like that that would indicate a record-breaking day to you and Emma, or was it just a normal cook and... You know, you like some stuff, maybe you didn't like some stuff, and you were going to see what happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're coming in as like, you know, I mean, rank outside as being, you know, international teams. People, you know, I mean, a lot of people not really expecting much, and um, uh, you know, we've had good success at the Royal over the years, but we always worry about, you know, is the tenderness level going to be right and that kind of thing. So you sort of question yourself a bit, but. I, I wasn't very happy with our pork box. I thought, you know, it wasn't quite as tender as I would have liked it. But um, yeah, but we didn't we didn't get hurt too much. Um, but you know, to, to to be fair, we were sat there uh, when the awards. Yeah, you know, they were calling the awards, and when they were going through the top ten, because um, we did, really didn't like our pork box. We didn't hear a call in brisket. Um, yeah, you know, when they said it was like, oh yeah, you know. 700s uh teams were getting 700 scores at top five and you know i actually turned around to him and went geez i think we screwed this up here <laughs> but um you know we, we were um over the moon and 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 uh yeah just still still unbelievable that uh yeah that they called us as uh, as gc on the day when you get that call how does this win compare to anything else that you've accomplished to this point, is this immediately raced to number one, or there's some other things, even though maybe it's not on the same kind of a stage from a competition level, that might still rank a little higher? No, I mean, for us, yeah, the American Royal Invitational um, has always been the, um, 
the pinnacle for, for us. You know, it's, uh, what is it, 164 grand champions competing against each other. Um, you know, it's anyone, as well as, you know, anyone that has won a contest gets an invite. You know, a lot of people show up. Um, it's, you know, it's always been the, the one for us uh, that we've always dreamed of winning. Um, so for us, it's like, you know, instantly, yeah, that, that is the, the highlight so far. So what kind of a, a buzz is generating over where you're at? Do people really pick up on it? Do they really not even give a shit about it? What kind of a, <laughs> of a reception are you getting? It's, um, you know, so in the, you know, the barbecue community, um, you know, the, the response has been overwhelming. Um, you know, so many people that we've met um, in, in all different countries not just in the uk but you know teams that we've met in australia people that we've met in uh, across europe um you know have all been uh, really you know re- really nice really supportive um i mean f- from a joe public standpoint um you know i live in a country where 99.9 percent of the people don't even know that barbecue competitions are a thing so it's uh you know is that frustrating to you i mean do you care about I mean, would you have rather come back to, like, people at the gate at the airport, like, you know, bunch of swines, bunch of swines, you, <laughs> you brought the title to, to England, blah, 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 like a, winning a soccer game or an NFL game or something like that, or is it just, no, you, you know no, what you're, you know you're going to yeah, get? We're, we're English. We're always very reserved. And uh, I've seen you know, guys at soccer games. I mean, that's not really reserved. Well, you know, there's a lot more booze involved in a soccer game than you see at an airport. <laughs> No doubt, and it's and it's football, by the way. It's not soccer. Yes, correct. I'm sorry. You, I mean, forgive me for being American and only thinking about myself. That's what we do best. In case you didn't know about that, Ed Gash joining me here on the show from Bunch of Swines. The website, by the way, bunchofswines.com. If you want to check it out, um, from a turn-in standpoint, Ed, you were pretty happy all the way around with the turn-ins, then. Yeah, and like I said, the pork box was the only one I wasn't. Yep. Just, you know, I would have liked it a bit more tender, but. You know, we, we sort of, uh, you know, we adjusted, we made, a, you know, we made a few alterations. Like, you know, we talk about recovering, you know, when things don't quite go 100% to plan, you know, you, you recover it a bit. Um, so that was good. I mean, I liked the brisket, um, the ribs as well. You know, the ribs were, were, were really nice. I mean, you know, we, um, yeah, they, they were great. And the, the chicken as well, the chicken was sort of where, where it is most weeks. So overall, it was, it was a reasonable cook for us, but it's, it's one of those when you don't compete against this this standard of field on a on on such a regular basis, um, you know, you don't really know where the where the yardstick is. Certainly, you're coming here to win. You want to win, as you had mentioned. You're coming into an event where there's quite a heightened level of teams as far as their experience and what they've been able to accomplish in order to get there. When you come in, due to the fact that there just isn't the sheer amount of competitions and the history behind and all that stuff, do you give yourself a pretty decent shot at coming in if you're hitting all your marks that you have just as good a shot as winning as anybody else, or do you feel a little disadvantaged because of where you're at currently? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to, yeah, I never want to put myself, you know, have that kind of negative thought when I'm going into a contest. Um, to be fair, when we actually drove into to Kansas City on uh, on Wednesday morning, um, you know, I actually turned around to Emma and said, you know, I had this kind of feeling that, um, yeah, you know, we, 
we're, we're, we're going to upset some people this weekend. Mm. Uh, I didn't quite expect it to be this big, but um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I'll take it. From a tenderness standpoint and a flavor standpoint, what do you guys seem to key on more? I had had Darren Worth in the first hour. He won the American Royal Open side, obviously, and for him, and it has been this way for five, six, seven years that I've talked to him. You know, he's tenderness first. It's always tenderness and not worrying about where the flavor's at until after the tenderness portion has gotten. Do you subscribe to that same kind of a mindset, or do you feel that you can get over that? If you don't hit the tenderness, you can make up for it in the flavor. No, no. I mean, I think um, if you don't hit the tenderness, the flavor the flavor's not going to matter so much because, you know, some of it you just don't get the taste out of the meat if you don't cook it right. Um, I mean, a lot of the things – so, you know, we're probably using similar flavor profile that we've been using for what, probably the last five or six years. Um, but it's all about making those tweaks around the tenderness but also, you know <laughs> – the time that things are finishing. So, you know, thinking more about how long are you holding, you know, the product before you actually hand, you know, start cutting it and handing it in. Um, those are the bits that I'm looking at more is yeah. Tenderness and that holding, how long am I holding something before it's going into, to be judged. Who was the first person that stood out to you that came over and congratulated you for winning the invitation? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, we've met so many great people over the years and it, it's everyone, you know, when we're walking down, we see like Stephanie from the slabs. We see Lauren and Cheryl from smoking Hills. We've got, uh, Jim and Jeff from sweet smoke. Q. you know, we've got Tuffy there, Darren there, you know, Ray Lampy. Uh, you know, he's been over to the UK a bunch. He's a, he's, yeah. a, he's a good friend of ours. Um, yeah, it, it's just, um, too many, you know, there's no one standout. It's just everyone. It was just amazing. Was there a lot of media around Kansas City trying to get a piece of you to get some reaction or give your thoughts on how the weekend went down? Not, not really, not massively. You know, I think, yeah, we spoke with a, a couple of people, but nothing, um, nothing too much. It's always that problem that, you know, with the, the Royal that, you know, you're getting done with the invitation. And it's like, well, you know, it's all well and good, but I'm going to cook tomorrow. Uh, no matter how much you don't really feel like doing it, it's, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, you've you got to cook tomorrow. So you get on with it. Yeah. So let's talk about that when you shut it down. And I mean, it's got to be really hard in general to go from the invitational and then, you know, back it back or ramp it back up to get into the open side, let alone winning it. So now you're contending with the adrenaline. You got the wind buzz going on. Uh, you probably want to try and celebrate whatever that means to you in some form or fashion to kind of live in that moment for as long as you can. But then the competitor in you is like, we got to pull it back here and give our best shot at trying to go for maybe a back-to-back at the open side. And you got three times as more teams on uh, Sunday than you did on Saturday. So how do you guys find that medium of trying to stay in the win as long as you can and then go back to being a bunch of swines barbecue team? So we've got, I mean, you know, so because we're cooking on the gateways, a lot of the, you know, we're cooking hot and fast. So we're not really doing any of the cooking until, until the morning. So, you know, it's just getting things prepped, injected, seasoned, all that stuff, uh, and held overnight. So, um, you know, there was a part of it that, that I, you know, I turned around to Emma and said, well, you know, 
I think we've already used up all our luck here this weekend, honey. It's, uh, you know, um, but, you know, come the morning, you know, we sort of got into it and, 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 you know, we're, we're quite regimented in how we're cooking, you know, and, and going through it. So, um, we just sort of got on with it, got back in, in focus in the morning and, um, and, you know, and then it was just like, yeah, we, we just want to hear our name called. Yeah, we don't want to go from winning it one day to, you know, being in like the bottom 400 on the next day. I mean, it has to be real easy as you're prepping to be constantly thinking how you just won the Invitational and then lose focus on the Open. Like, man, we want to win it, but damn, we just won the Invitational. Um, it's got to be it's got to be tough to kind of stuff that down and and really focus on, as you said, not finishing in that lower third of the open side, which, you know, can kind of have a weird look to it, you know, first one day and 323rd the next. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it was it was one of those that it just didn't feel real anyway. So, you know, we sort of put the trophy in the in the back of the car, put it out of the way, and then, you know, we just sort of felt like, it hadn't happened anyway, if, if that kind of makes sense. Yep. It's sort of, uh, you know, just put it to one side. Yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, let, let, we we got work to do. Uh, Ed, can I hold you over for one more segment? We'll talk a little bit sure. about uh, European barbecue and all that good stuff. Sure. All right, stand by. We're talking with Ed Gash from Bunch of Swines, your 2018 American Royal Invitational Champion. I will talk to you quickly about Big Pop Smokers. The one-stop online shop for all things barbecue. Their curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies to get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at Big Papa Smokers has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. From the award-winning rubs and sauces to American-made grills, smokers, Big Papa's has something for every kind of outdoor cook. Known for the championship rubs, right? Like the Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, all proven winners on the circuit. And in the backyard, 13 different varieties, perfectly balanced, that will transform ordinary meals into extraordinary. Also, that great partnership with Steph Franklin over at Simply Marvelous Barbecue. Those things combined, known as the West Coast Offense. And they own Granny's Barbecue Sauce. If you're looking for a new go-to sauce that will please everyone, Granny's traditional yet powerful flavor reminds us why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place. You can find Granny Sauce and other top-rated sauces at BigPapaSmokers.com. And aside from those things, Big Papa Smokers offers a great selection of pellet, charcoal, and wood cookers. If you're looking for that versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out the Mac 2-Star General Pellet Grill. Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer, and even offers special packages. Not a fan of the pellet smokers? All right. Take a look at the old Hickory Ace BP, the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. And if you're a backyard enthusiast like me looking for a durable and versatile grill that will last forever, the M-Grill from Texas is just what you need. They're built like tanks. If you're not sure of what grill you might need, you really can't go wrong with anything offered at BigPapaSmokers.com. They have something for every kind of cook and every kind of budget. So here's what you do. Head on over to BigPapaSmokers.com. If you have any questions, you give them a call, 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or visit the website, BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A, Smokers.com. Back with more Ed Gash. Stick around. Be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content. 
in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. All right, we are back. Talking with Ed Gash, your 2018 American Royal Invitational winner. Ed, do you have a camera on that, by the chance? Uh, yeah, I do. Punch that up. Probably should have asked you when we started, right? What an idiot. Here we go. There he is. Look at you. Man, you are wide awake. I appreciate that. Now, uh, 5.30 in the morning, right? 4.30 in the morning? Uh, it's, it, no, it's, 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 it's actually a little early. It's, uh, we're only five hours different oh, right now, okay. so... Nice. So it's still only 3.30. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> so let's get some background on you and your uh, teammate slash wife, Emma. Um, what kind of background do you guys have, I guess, both in live fire and what do you guys do for professional work type stuff? So, you know, I mean, we both have day jobs. Our, our day jobs are pretty yeah, standard, boring things. You know, I mean, I work in IT and Emma works for uh, an insurance company. Um, I mean, our background in cooking is purely for fun. Um, you know, we do from since getting into barbecue, we have started doing things like catering and bits like that on the side. Um, but really, the the competition side of it is 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 where we get the most uh, enjoyment. So that that's where we tend to to focus our efforts. So, where's the introduction to barbecue come from? Uh, I always say it comes from uh, some rednecks with a YouTube channel. Really? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, me, me and my brother were uh, sharing a house uh, years ago. And, um, you know, we were, our, our idea of barbecue was sort of build the biggest fire you can, get a load of beer, and, you know, try not to burn things too badly. Um, and I sort of just got bored of uh, the same old things that we were buying from the, from, you know, from, from the, the supermarket. So uh, I went online found these guys cooking a rack of ribs on a, on a Weber kettle. And I was just like, well, if they can do it, surely I can. Um, and uh, he just sort of went from there. Was that barbecue pit boys? Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, that's your yep. introduction. Love it. Yep. So where does it go from barbecue pit boys to competitions? Are you, do you see like KCBS come over and they start doing the whole European extension thing? Or is it a, uh, the smokestock thing with Dr. Barbecue and uh, and the guys over there. How does that work? So, I mean, the competition side, we, we got into a competition barbecue like the year before KCBS came over to Europe. Um, and, you know, we kind of missed uh, the, the first grill stock and, and I think the second one. Um, but it was uh, a guy called Toby Shea uh, started the yep. British Barbecue Society. Um, and, you know, I was looking, you know, whilst I was there searching for you know, different ideas of things to cook. I came across the forum and, you know, talks about contests and, you know, I like to cook. Uh, I didn't like camping, but, you know, my, my missus does. Um, so it was sort of like a compromise that, you know, I could go and cook barbecue and drink beer all weekend whilst, you know, she would be happy with us going out camping. So, um, yeah, we went along to our first contest and, you know, had a great time and uh, it just went from there. What is the, or is there any British Barbecue Society still, or is that since defunct? No, no. I mean, British Barbecue Society is still going on. I think they had four or five contests uh, that they sanctioned in the in the UK this year. Is there is there a lot of competition barbecue factions? Maybe not necessarily in st- uh, in size, but just a number. 
there, there are a few different ones. They're, they're, they're different in style as well. So, you know, you've got, like, in, in mainland Europe, you've got the KCBS style, uh, and British Barbecue Society contests are very similar. You know, it's all the same form meets but then in in central europe you also have uh, wbqa the world barbecue association or something like that um but that's more geared up to, to what they call culinary barbecue so it's more like you know you'll you'll have like 10 guys working in a michelin restaurant um you know doing barbecue um it's a lot more uh well it's a lot more effort a lot more uh, a lot more work so what's the most common stereotype or misconception that Americans would place on European barbecue? I don't I, I don't really know what the, the misconception I mean maybe the biggest misconception would be that we suck. <laughs> yeah, oh, I think we proved that last weekend, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. That, that one's taken care of. You know, so here's what I think. I'm so I go my roots back to English barbecue or, you know, European barbecue. And uh, to me, legends, I mean, the chain the game for Jack Daniels was, uh, you know, the late Rick, uh, but current Jackie Wake, Mad Cows, shout yeah. out. So I was introduced to them. I think that was like 2004 when they pulled that epic win off at Jack Daniels and everybody got their panties in a bunch, blah, 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 different story for a different day. But when I had originally talked to them, it was, you know, Rick kind of echoed the same sentiments about, you know, flicking bits of meat around and trying not to burn it too badly and having beer and all this other stuff. And then they got introduced to the Southern style barbecue. And at that point, it was not a lot of readily available good meat to barbecue. Uh, now, of course, that was. 14 years ago, and my mind, I guess, won't let me fast forward into things that are readily available. So when I think about European barbecue, I'm wondering to myself all the time, well, do they have the same access to briskets like we would have, or are they different, and do they taste different? How does that shake out in Europe right now? Yeah, so, I mean, the meat side of things has changed a lot. So, you know, we get a lot of imported beef, um, whether it be from Australia, which is also a, a grain-fed beef, mm -hmm. uh, but we also get some USDA products as well. Uh, you're actually able to get Snake River briskets in uh, in Europe now. Uh, you know, so you know, th that, that's not so much of a problem anymore. Um, but still, you know, getting good ribs uh, is still tough. Uh, yeah, we have to basically buy them with uh, the belly meat still on them and mm. do a lot more trimming. Uh, yeah, when I picked out my ribs this weekend, uh, I was just like, well, there's an hour of work that I saved because I haven't got to do anything. <laughs> um, and, you know, similar with the pork butts we get, you know, we, we, we tend to get them big, cut a bit bigger. Uh, so we've got to trim them down. Uh, or actually, you know, I take a, a saw out and you know, sort of hack half of it away to just actually get a, a proper Boston butt. Is there is there a different taste to that meat or no? Uh, no, not really. Um, yeah, I mean, Duroc is a, a very popular breed of pig. It's, you know, I think like 50%, uh, sorry, the majority of all pork in Europe has some Duroc genetics in oh, it. Wow. Um, so it's it's pretty common. Where on the curve of growth is barbecue, I guess, as a whole, and then competition barbecue in Europe right now since you started? So, I mean, I think 
you know, we've sort of reached, a, I wouldn't say a peak, but sort of a plateau for now. So it's sort of, we grew very rapidly, um, but then we're not seeing the huge numbers of new teams coming through. Um, the UK is having a bit more of a, a second wind. Um, so we're seeing a lot more new teams come out over over here. And you know, a lot of them are wanting to travel out over into Europe next year and, and try their luck in you know on, on that circuit um but you know we keep having different countries come on board as well and you know each of those countries can then grow that the, you know can grow it massively i mean italy has been a really interesting um barbecue region in europe because you would think for italy you know it has such a, a strong food identity that um they wouldn't really be that interested but um but no i mean you know it's grown massively and i mean i think they've had something like seven or eight contests in italy alone uh this year is that somewhere where you'd go cook or have you been out there to cook uh we've been out there to cook uh, a few times there's actually a, a big invitational contest in europe uh that's running a, a grappa distillery uh at the prime move uh, grappa distillery they put on uh, I, I mean it's funny people people tend to talk about it more as a um you know, Europe's equivalent of the Jack Daniels, but uh, I actually think it's more like Europe's equivalent of King of the Smoker. The, mm. You know, the way that they look after us when we're there is insane. Um, and, you know, you're competing there for big money. Um, you know, I think the, was it the, the GC prize this year was 9,000 euros. Is that a lot? Uh, Remember, myopic American. I don't care about anybody else but me. Is that? A, I mean, that's a pretty uh, good price. Maybe, may, maybe about like uh, probably about like I don't know, eleven, twelve thousand dollars. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's a good that's a good price purse. Um, yeah. Is is that a far trip for you? Uh, it is fourteen hundred miles each way. <laughs> wow. So you're you're flying for that one too? No. Nope. Oh, you take the rail. No, no, we drive. It's uh, yeah, we want to use we want to use our own equipment. Holy yeah, moly. we don't want to turn up to, to to that event and be cooking. You know, there isn't there isn't a million gateway drum smokers out here that I can borrow. So, you know, I, I have to stick mine in the back of a van. And wow. yeah, we leave on Wednesday night. We drive all the way through France and into the the Alps um, on the the Thursday, and then we uh, finish it on the Friday. Wow! And then you got to do it again at the end. Yep. Holy moly. Man, that's uh that's commitment right there. Um wow, that's incredible. So let me ask you this. Uh by the way, we're talking with Ed Gash from uh, Bunch of Swines, your twenty eighteen American Royal Invitational winner. Um Ray Lampy appears on this show once a month. He's been over to England a number of times. He would reference that as well at the beginning of the interview. Um he does the events, judging, blah, blah, blah. He had mentioned a few different times that he was surprised to see the flavors go so American in England so quickly, he'd actually hope that flavors remained, I guess, what would be considered more native versus that sweet profile that exists here in the States over the past number of years. Do you have any thoughts on that? Like, did you feel that that had to be something that took place in order to be competitive to get back over here? Or is that an acceptable flavor profile where you're at in Europe? Um, I mean, I think a lot of it comes from where people learn about barbecue or you know, what they see the new flavorings coming out. So, you know, a lot of people are you know, looking at what's coming out on Twitter, what's coming out on this show, what's coming out on Facebook, you know, wherever they can, they can find information. And, um, 
so that means you know people are, are picking up naturally american products um there are um european products out there though so you know the winner of the mild rub category at the american royal this year was uh, a dutch team you know somebody from holland uh won the the, the sweet category so um you know there are there are differences there's i mean I, I think when i first started i did notice a lot more people would try smoking with like aromatics to add extra flavors rather than you know traditional like apple cherry or hickory wood um but you know that that sort of seems to have uh, calmed down a bit in, in the last few years is there a european style of barbecue when you come here to the states you have the carolinas you have texas you have kansas city um, California seems to be coming up. Is there a, a European style of barbecue? Um, th- there are certain regions, you know, where you can get away with things a bit more than others. So, you know, say in the UK, we can, you know, we quite like things with a, a bit more spice to it. Um, but it, it's natural for us because, you know, curry has been a huge thing in England for generations. Whereas, uh, you know, if you go to Holland or Belgium, um, they just want it very sweet. They don't like very hot. Um, you know, what I would consider very bland and mild, they would actually think as being very spicy. Um, so, but you know, we, we don't change our flavors at all, wherever we're cooking, uh, whether it be, uh, in America, whether it be in the UK or whatever country we're cooking in that week in Europe. So, um, I think it's just about getting the, the right balance. You know, it's, that whole thing of, you know, non-offensive barbecue, you know, you want it to be good, but you don't want to, you know, you don't want it to, to offend any one judge. Um, what's it like being on a team with your wife? Um, I couldn't imagine doing it with anybody else. Um, you know, it's those times when things don't quite go well. Um, she can talk to me in a way that no one else can and vice versa. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those. Ed Gass joining me here on the show, and he is your 2018 American Royal Invitational winner. Bunchofswines.com is their website. Ed, where are you going to be competing at next? Uh, we're in Germany this weekend uh, over at the, the Ruhrpott Barbecue Contest. Well, hopefully the good luck continues, my friend. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh, congratulatory beers and so forth had with your European mates over there, but I uh, really appreciate you either getting up or staying up and doing this interview with me to recap the big weekend and I look forward to doing it again at some point down the road. Hey, no problem. It's been, uh, been great to be on the show. Thanks. Appreciate it. There he is. Ed Gash, your invitational winner. All guests appear via the Traeger Grills Man's online. game, Ed. Man's game. Yummy. I love the 10 minutes to 4 and now I can go to bed. Wow. John Dawson asking, what commercial products does Ed use? Let's see. Gateway Drum Smokers. I'm sure he uses Blues Hog. Not sure on the rubs. Maybe I'll do a little extra journalism work and figure that out. All right. Thanks again to Ed Gash. Appreciate that. Great interview. Folks, let me talk to you quickly about Southside Market and Barbecue. Attention, folks in the business of barbecue. Established in 1882, Southside Market and Barbecue, the oldest barbecue joint in Texas, and has been owned and operated by the same family for three generations, offering premium Central Texas barbecue products, slow-smoked over real wood, shipping, distributing, 
manufacturing sausages for companies across the U.S., from food trucks to multi-chain restaurants. Southside Sausage can be on your menu, too. All meats are processed on their on-site USDA-inspected facility, a trusted partner with a focus on quality and authenticity. Wholesale options available, shipping nationwide via FedEx. Food service distribution via Cisco, U.S. Food, and Martin Foods. Co-packaging capable from research and development to package completion. They can follow your recipe or help you develop something brand new. How about this? Private label opportunities also available. What does that mean? That means if you really like Southside Market's sausage slammers or their beef sausage or their cheddar jalapeno sausage and you sell stuff on a website or you have your own food truck or you own your own barbecue restaurant and you want to add that sausage with your name on it, guess what? You can do that with private labeling. You can use the already tested recipes and tastes that Southside has established except your logo goes on them. You buy them, you sell them, you make money, Southside makes money, it's great. Here's the best part, 10% off code for online orders. When you use BBQ Central, one word lowercase, BBQ Central. Go to southsidemarket.com, buy it all up, then just for doing that, 10% off with coupon code BBQ Central, Southside Market, and barbecue, that's southsidemarket.com. Back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you've found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. The National Barbecue News is dedicated to all things barbecue. Their goal to introduce new people to the barbecue world while keeping the barbecue enthusiast and professional informed on all current happenings in and around Barbecue Nation. They obtain this goal by offering timely new stories, new product reviews, barbecue event calendar, and unique recipes inside their printed products, website, social media pages, email newsletters. Subscribe now by visiting barbecuenews.com. That's B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E, barbecuenews.com. Yeah, that was a great interview with Ed Gash over at Bunch of Swines. Uh, I appreciate the fact that his wife stayed asleep. 3.30 in the morning. What are you doing for a 3.15 in the morning get up for a Barbecue Central show? Wow. That automatically goes into like top five interviews of all time sheerly on the fact that he was a fan and he was going to get on the show no matter what, including five-hour time difference. Holy moly. Man's game, Ed. Here's what I saw. Provo Pit Barbecue in the instant chat. Uh, First time in. That's great. Then he pooped on my Traeger Reed because they're made in China. Then said, this show is too corporate for me. I'm out. What? Too corporate? What does that mean? 
Sir, this must be your first time. This show is anything but corporate. I mean, has anybody heard the audio this evening? If this was corporate, that would be fixed. That would never happen. These are the things that are exactly the opposite of corporate. I mean, come on. Who's corporate? Me? Go find Schilling with Rich if you want corporate. You're banned from the show, Provo Products whatever. But if you want to come back next week and listen, you're allowed. I'll let you. I'll let you. That's fine. Hey, we're all allowed to have difference of opinions. It's all good. Wait, did I just say that? No! It's fine to have differences of opinion, and that's what I'm going to say about that. All right, let's recap the show all the way back in the first hour. We talked with the American Royal Open Grand Champion times three, Iowa Smokey D's, Darren Ward. Nobody in the last five years has won more American Royal Open Grand Championships than Smokey D's. They have won three of the last five. Good percentage. 13, 16, and 18, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So thanks to Darren for always taking the time to jump on board, recap it a little bit, give his thoughts about the state of competition barbecue. Then we talked with Dave Bosco of Butcher Barbecue, ButcherBBQ.com. He is your reserve grand champion on the open side. Also gave us an exclusive release announcement that they will be selling three brand new barbecue sauces. By the way, if for some reason you are listening to this exact portion and podcast first, Dave shared all of his rubs that he's using on his competition meets. We didn't get into exact breakdowns, but he gave you a pretty good taste. So you want to run back if you want to try out some new flavors and what to use on what meats. And then in the second hour, the whole second hour, Ed Gash from Bunch of Swines, bunchofswines.com, their website. That is your American Royal Invitational winner. And we talked about the weekend and what it was like to travel in, where they secured all of their implements and provisions for the competition. And then after the break, we talked about the background and how they got into barbecue, what the state of European barbecue is like, all that stuff. Tremendous interview, and thanks again to Ed, who did it live five hours ahead. So 3.15 in the morning, that started, and it just ended shy of 4 o'clock. Appreciate you doing that, Ed. Big show planned for you next week, as always, so stay tuned for that. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe, first saying... Catch me outside, how about that? And second saying... Good night now!